Are we still doing the clap thing? Yeah, that's what. That's why I said go for the cue. Oh, okay, fine. Three, two, one. Hi guys, welcome back to Within Twelve Walls. Before we get into today's episode, I'd really like to acknowledge all the wonderful responses we got for episode one, and of course, we got a lot of inputs as well. So thank you for that. That means a lot to us, and um, you know, it's it's a it's a very big motivating factor for us. Motivational factor. Sorry. Um. Yeah. It's it's. You know, it's really something that we did not expect to get such positive reviews, at least, because um, when you've really put a lot of effort, which all three of us have, we did put a lot of effort for that one single podcast. We looked into every single aspect. We did the best we could, and seeing that people actually liked it was very heartwarming. It was, it it gave a weird satisfaction of sorts. <laughs> I would say, yeah, especially because it's relatable to a lot of people. Like what we talk about relates to a lot of people. Yeah, that's what a lot of uh, you know the people who uh, watched it said. It was quite relatable, and I mean, we're happy that it was. And uh, yeah, I hope this you know support will continue and hopefully increase. And as as of I think a few hours back when I checked the stats, we had over one fifty streams. and that's a very nice thing to uh, hear and see and all that you know so thank you guys again and yeah i think you know before we get into our, our second segment i'd like to you know talk about something i want to share something that i read today and i feel all of us can take away something from it so i was reading this book called uh, who will cry when you die so this is a book by robin sharma And yeah, here goes. It says, honor your past. Every second you dwell on the past, you steal from your future. Every minute you spend focusing on your problems, you take away time from finding your solutions. It makes no sense to worry about past events or mistakes unless you want to experience them for a second time. Okay. Oh damn. That that's a lot of stuff to take in in a very short period of time. Um. Very, very. It it has it's it's a very sensible thing and um really shows. It's really something that puts into perspective that you don't have to keep worrying about your past. It's uh send the book to me. Just Dunzo it when Dunzo comes back on. When Dunzo comes back. <laughs> I mean, his book, especially uh, you know, who will cry when you die, is basically about self motivation, right? You know how to make a. image of yourself before you know as you die like you know people remember you that's the main objective of the book you know so where i mean what he's what what what's what is said in that you know book i would say people who dwell with dwell in the past you know keep on thinking about the past more like don't move on to you know think about the future and think about what to do next and when you keep dwelling about the past you get stuck in that moment right i think all you of know, us that at that point of time yeah i think all of us can relate to have done this some in at least in some point of our lives and i feel that you know the more time you spend on your past it's the longer it's holding you back from a good future is what i feel yeah i mean exactly so like and it would hurt also if it's a, especially if it's a hurtful past so <laughs> 
I mean, no, that actually makes sense to me at this point because um, when we're moving into this topic of um, the dying culture of reading books, to which I'm a living testament, not going to worry about the past because I just abruptly stopped reading for God knows why. So I think um, I'll just look into the future, ignore that I stopped reading books and maybe pick a book up sooner or later. <laughs> okay, Bala, do you actually think that, uh, you know, the culture of reading books is dead? Oh, yes. I I mean, I would say dying. It's on the decline. Mainly because what very simple thing is uh, it's, it's, it's just the act of picking up a book and reading seems like too much effort a lot of times when you can just lie down maybe listen to music watch something on youtube uh it's it's very very much related to how easy it is to do a lot more things that is why i'd say it's something it's a culture that's actually dying which are you are you speaking for yourself when you say that uh, it's easier to pick up your phone and listen to music or do you think that's that is what is happening with everybody I think it would apply to a lot more people like, okay, I think we can even like move it up, uh, move it a little further away and just tell, I mean, include eBooks and audio books, mm-hmm. um, eBooks up to a point, you can call it reading a book, but audio books aren't, you listen to something. So that again is something to me is like a negative thing to the entire culture of reading a book. Okay. But see, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I think the whole dying culture of reading books is it, it's different for different generations because see, um, I'd like to take my own father, for example, for the past 20 years I've been seeing him, you know, what I've noticed is his reading habit has not declined. In fact, it has increased and there are a lot of other boomers as well who are doing the same. They haven't stopped reading. I think it's the people from our generation who have, uh, you know, stop reading, stop picking up a book and um, having that joy of sitting next to a window when it's raining, have a hot, hot cup of coffee in your other hand and read your book and all that. So this is basically yeah. your uh, yesterday evening? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd like to add a point to that. I mean, as I would say one reason why the book reading culture is dying. I mean, it's exactly like you said, your dad used to read books. Um, and now it's just increasing. I would say changing technology is one of the main reasons. Change in technology um, as in increase in technology? Yeah, advancement. I mean, back in the day, advancement. Basically, back in the day, you used to have that small Nokia button phone where people used to walk around. What could you do in that? Nothing much. But then, so you go to a library, you go to a, you go to a bookstore, you go anywhere to search for information, knowledge, right? But right now, you have a smartphone which can give you everything. Now, don't you? And okay. um, uh, yeah, for that, I wouldn't just tell it's about knowledge. I think it has a lot to do with entertainment aspect. So, because, wait, yeah, I mean, are you okay? Yeah, I, go on, go on. <laughs> so, are you guys are, are you blaming the technology? I mean, are you saying it because the you know the technology has advanced, so the reading culture has reduced? Are you saying that it's not that oh. blaming? I would say it's a it's one of the major factors. We're not just pinpointing it on technology if anything technology is something that's made books more accessible yes provided ebooks and uh, sorry i meant um, audiobooks which i said was a negative it is still something which is a part of this mm-hmm. um, so 
end of the day you get that entertainment aspect um it it benefits the entire industry of um literature but maybe not specifically reading a book even ebooks for that matter is something that which can be considered reading a book so it's not exactly blaming technology if you if you get what i mean yeah i do i do yeah tom you were saying something so um when you talk about um, you know technology changing it i meant to say so i uh, my sister <laughs> she spends most of her time on a, on her you know ipad or whatever tablet and watching youtube videos what what not and she hardly you know reads a book or you know goes through something that you know doesn't strain herself or something that's more soothing like everything is behind technology right like tell me so, how so you uh, you're saying an ipad is more soothing than a book no i'm not saying that i'm saying she chooses something uh, digital more than what because i think that's how we are brought yeah. up i mean the the pace of the world has changed i would say you know yeah i completely agree because us? yeah so i completely agree because uh, what your i think your sister and my younger brother are almost are the same generation and the biggest difference i see from my childhood and his is you know the best phone in my gen- i mean my childhood was nokia something with a l- fairly larger screen with that one you know that rolling cursor in the middle and the blackberry was the you know was the king of phones and all that mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if i could spend time playing brick breaker it was you know i don't know i had achieved uh, entertainment and all that but then you know i felt happier reading books when i was a kid and yeah compared to my brother who's always on the ipad or some what not I think all of us had that phase you know in in our childhood where we used to you know read a lot of books and then even as we grew up mm-hmm. everything changed right i mean i used to read book i used to read a lot of autobiographies i used to love reading autobiographies when i was smaller but then uh, as things changed nowadays i hardly take up a book to be honest cuz <laughs> like you know if you don't keep up that habit sometimes you know you lose that excitement that 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 love to that you know that urge to read completely agree okay um so i have another point do you think that improper time management can be one of the reasons as to why uh, you know people aren't getting their hands on a book as much as they're getting their hands on any other gadgets or uh, spending time otherwise um it's wouldn't say it's about yeah, improper about time management because going back to a point which tom said it's our lives are more fast paced right now and to get you have to i mean there's a process in getting a book you either need to go to a library you need to become a member and then you need to borrow a book or you go to a store look through the books and then buy one it's uh, with this fast paced life lethargy also is something that contributes equally to it i mean you can still order a book sitting at home from amazon right it's, yeah it still takes time for you to get it you still have to decide which book you want to read what kind of book there are multiple genres yeah. there are millions of books i i think that's a mindset man because i i feel like you know if you want to do something if you want to read it i'm sure getting on amazon and ordering a book wouldn't be much of a task okay anyway yes um bala you said that your reading habit is completely dead right so if you would <laughs> <laughs> try to start off reading again or you know get into the hobby so would you prefer um, kindles or ebooks or sorry kindles and ebooks or you know the hard copies oh any day hard copy books books age well like whiskey uh-huh. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, references. Okay, so you know, I'll tell you one thing which I've noticed. I'm sure all the brown families can relate to. You know, there was a phase when every everyone's mom had collections of Sanjeev Kapoor cookbooks, right? You know, and these uh-huh. cookbooks used to range from uh, short snacks to main course and all like blah blah blah, all of that. And you know what? Those books are catching dust on I don't know where in Bukhaya or in some random place of the house. And you know they have been replaced by these uh, YouTube tutorials of these other uh-huh. aunties on YouTube and other you know chefs on YouTube showing you know how to make food. So I mean, is this something that has happened in your place as well, or is it just at my my place? I think it's uh, we can um, apply it to a vast majority of uh, households. So yeah, but then yeah, um, yeah go on. How I feel? Yeah, so how I feel these you know. like how youtube ads and facebook ads keep working on right so um i mean my, i'm to- i'm talking in reference to my mom i think i don't know how many of your moms follow the same thing but then uh, when when you keep surfing on the net you keep getting these small pop ups here and these small pop ups there and then you check it out and then you know you get those videos and then you keep checking and i would say it's easier to use a youtube video especially because there's audio you don't have to keep going back and looking at the book and you you're hearing something over and over again so it kind of registers in your mind so i would say it's not the best thing because i mean your books are just going to catch dust but then it's way people are trying to market their stuff right and it's that and exactly getting out a lot of youtube videos a lot of tutorials people make on cooking and what not and that actually gets out there so okay it makes sense there is something that helps I mean, out in other ways also <laughs> say your making it side by side you don't have to just pick the book up and read you can just put it on play you can just listen to it maybe put it on pause after that particular instruction or whatever it's all right, all right. easier yeah makes sense okay um you know i mean this is something very random which just came into my mind so like do you guys um prefer noting down things on your phone like you know the phone's notes or do you guys prefer you know jotting them down in a pocket book or using post-its like how do you all work um, it depends i mean when you meant noting down do you mean noting down random stuff at a point of time or is it like something you're listening to or i mean anything anything you can note down you know i mean so, so, something that comes to your mind and yeah for me it it kind of works both ways so if you're talking about something that's immediate and you know i don't have anything around me to note down i would use my phone both my notes and put it on but then otherwise if i have a book and pen near me i would any day choose a book pen and paper because one thing is i feel you know when when you write the when you write down stuff especially uh, you know with a book pen and paper but uh, it's it's actually registers in your mind more than something like notes like I, I like from my childhood people my dad's always told me you know if you're not able to learn something keep writing it all right so write it twice yeah, write it and then you remember exactly exactly so that's been in my head so if even if i have something to remember i would just note it down in a piece of paper so i'd actually remember it much better than noting it down on my phone notes that's what i i those works bala what do you do well half the time i don't take notes uh, considering the rare occasions <laughs> when i do uh, 
if if I can access my laptop, I'd anyway choose my laptop because it's really something I spend way too much time on, and the the notes is always open. So it's it's a gentle reminder. Okay, guys. Okay, okay, okay. We get it. You're very tech savvy, and uh, guys, <laughs> Bala designed our logo, and you know all the tech he's done it, and I think he's done an amazing job. And shout <laughs> out to Bala. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, he is the type of guy who will open his laptop to take down notes it's okay i said if you i can access it <laughs> i said if i can access it if not i'd probably end up All writing right. it down on my hand not even the pen and paper uh, and right. right. you not right. <laughs> what about you though what do you do rajat um so while i'm at home i use a lot of post its because uh, i don't know so Usually, if I note down something in my phone, I tend to forget it. And post-its are are like a constant reminder for me because every time I walk into my room, I see it and I remember. Okay. And uh-huh. yeah, so that's what uh, I would do. I I prefer post-its any day. But you know, like I said, it's situational. But then if you're, if I'm outside, I would um, note it down on my phone. And the funny thing is, I'll come back home and I'll transfer that to a post-it. Ah, I mean, lot of a lot of people do that. especially people who have this thing towards you know using highlighters and stuff you know stuff like that they use uh-huh. a lot of posters because it, it helps them remember a lot of stuff um uh, i mean looking at bala having someone who's tech savvy who'd always have your laptop <laughs> is a question to you just a question to you bala what would you do if you didn't have a laptop and, you know i would write it on my hand like, that is what i told okay, you okay tom 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 <laughs> You really sound like you know, like my parents right now. They'll be like, "What if you didn't have a phone?" I mean, we have the phone, so let's not think about what would happen if we didn't have it. You know, that's a very annoying argument which I always face in my house. <laughs> you know, I mean, at one point, you know, actually, what Bala says, you know, you know, get being used to typing on a laptop. I feel like that's gonna. happen soon because you know the way our pandemic is affecting our future of education and educational institutions especially us being sitting at home i feel like soon we will be taking notes in laptops and digital devices what do you guys think oh okay nice i mean that's oh, <laughs> wow i mean okay so how long do you think this situation is going to be there honestly yeah. June, July, somewhere there. Tom? Hopefully, I mean to be on the positive side, I wish it ends soon. But looking at reality, I mean they won't open it until you know there are no more infections and it stops spreading, right? I mean, that's the main point of the lockdown. So I mean, keeping positive hopes, hope it ends soon. But then, so give uh, me a month. Give me a month. When do you think it'll all get over? I feel I putting, you know, being a very positive person i feel like may it'll just end may oh student okay. yeah may <laughs> see it's not just i'm going with november end. <laughs> i mean you know not not end end but you know slowly uh-huh. <laughs> so really you're considering all the factors such as when it stops infecting new people almost everyone's vaccinated and all of that so basically no, bro, i said may because our... my birthday is on may <laughs> 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 no, 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 I, I asked Rajat because you were not realistic. Okay. You were positive. There's a difference. Uh, uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> okay. I almost thought you weren't. You know, I, I was not being talked to. But okay, cool. 
happy to know you like my opinion, Bala. So I would, I would say um, by November. By November, we'll all be, uh, you know, back to our uh, normal routine. That's what I think. Anyway, let's But, get back to my question. What do you think? Where are we going? Education, right? Hmm. I mean, not something we can try on. We're still in the university level. But then, um, especially But see, seeing I think... how colleges are actually starting online classes for a lot of people. Where do you think our educational system lies in the future, especially at times like this? See, I think the pandemic has a very big uh, chance or potential of changing the education system. See, I'll tell you, uh, the, I think it'll change the education system in two ways. One is the whole fee structure. Two, the whole uh, the frequency of the students uh, attending classes in person. So like, you know how often right. they'll attend classes in person. And yeah, uh, yeah. yeah that's what I think. Again, that Because, uh, applies to the field. Uh, I can't study hotel management or MBBS and not be physically present. Because there are multiple yes. things which require you to be physically present for you to know, for you to learn, for you to understand. You need that hands-on experience. But other than that, I agree with everything you said. Yeah, I see. The biggest thing about uh, the fee structure, why I mentioned that is a lot of universities charge quite a bit for the degrees and the price is always on the higher side, right? And if the classes are going to be reduced to just online classes and all that, I wouldn't feel that the universities themselves will feel right to charge the same amount they were charging before. Uh-huh. You, what do you guys think about that? I mean, do, am I making sense? Or? I mean, so when it comes to a university, I would say it's a lot of things to put in. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, a, the lot of factors depending on your course you know if it's practical wise if it's not practical if it's more of theory all this stuff like that so um, fee structures obviously yes it will get affected if you're if you're just going to sit at home and online classes you rather do homeschooling right just like you guys mm-hmm. did home people have options to do homeschooling for your, till 12th grade I think that's what people would opt for in university level if it was possible Um, but then I feel like that's what's going to happen if, you know, this keeps going on. We're just going to be sitting in our homes and getting our degree. But if you right? have the and, uh, option to, you know, choose between uh, homeschooling, sorry, no, not homeschooling, but, you know, taking classes from home versus attending uh, the university, what would you pick? I would say attending university. Yeah, I one reason because one most, I mean, uh, even though we all go to have fun, I think one of the most important reasons is, you know, the discipline one inculcates in a class is much different than in a room because True. if I'm sitting in a laptop in, in, in behind a screen, the teacher wouldn't know what is what I would be doing. I could just, you know, mute the entire thing and just do whatever I want to do. And, you know, that seriousness wouldn't be there for someone unless you're... And you a know, lot of unwanted things might be heard and, you know, who wants that? Exactly. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with that but then all right <laughs> I think people will find their own time for that all right. but you know I also think that if I'm uh, physically present in the same room as the teacher I think I can take the teacher more seriously then as to when they are on a you know a video call with me or something exactly oh, that Bala what do you think sense. I mean yeah I, w- I would actually pick going to the university instead of taking class online because if anything I've um, understood what uh, lack of social interaction can do and this is not fun 
so i'd rather prefer uh-huh. sitting in between 60 people and listening in class trying to listen in class than uh, mm-hmm. sit at home and not at all listen you know i have one um, i don't know if it's if i have a doubt okay so do you think as the the whole university is reduced to online classes do you think there'll be a new wave of these online um, coaching uh, you know there is learning apps right i i don't want to take any names but these learning uh, online coaching classes do you think there'll be a new wave of them and a new like more of them will rise up and uh, they'll be comp- like there'll be like a competition to the existing universities already um i, I my point towards this is i mean an online class is can help you i would say it's just additional knowledge but they can't give you that degree you need now can you you'll have to go to university or college for it yeah even um, if they can i don't really i i mean it is not I, it's not that i don't think it's not legally possible uh, so there's a lot more thing that will go into it um the government has to take a call they have to make decisions and then there will be a set of rules and regulations so i don't think it, even if it's if it happens in the future it wouldn't be a follow up to the pa- af- immediately after the pandemic there might okay. be just more coaching classes there might be more but, websites and apps or something like that but not as a system which falls under the uh um, i'll tell you why i think there'll be a you know there'll be a rise in all these online coaching classes because it's a very good business opportunity if you think about it you're offering the same thing at a cheaper price the same thing the university is offering at a cheaper price yeah the only issue is maybe the degree thing won't be the same but you'll get you know if they offer to say give you better coaching or you know all that you know because you know there are people who are doing um, say bcom and they're pursuing the ca and all that they do attend other um, coaching classes right ca coaching classes and all that yeah um, they do you know exactly i mean they do attend other coaching classes but then i i know personally saying I I have attended coaching classes to be I'm not going to pick out which one but then it would uh, it was back in 11th or 12th we talking about that time so um it helps you but then I wouldn't say it is equivalent to getting a degree because especially companies I mean I think we all know that companies look out for that one piece of paper that says you have qualified so and so and this is your degree right the sad state no of affairs <laughs> no i mean no no matter how open you be i mean that's how the world running right you need that piece of paper that says you have passed this degree right and a coaching mm-hmm. class cannot give you that i mean it can give you knowledge maybe it can give you much better knowledge than any university or college but then it doesn't give you that form of what do you say recognition um yeah that exactly that recognition maybe some you you can uh, you can freelance obviously you might get a lot mm-hmm. of cash freelancing then uh safe secure jobs i don't think so so yeah, even if agreed. that it's it, it becomes a system it's there's a long way for it it'll take a lot of time yeah it's it's a lot things to change and uh, I, i don't think so we should get politically and you know get involved with the government affairs especially because that's a lot what will matter to actually change this and hopefully okay. yeah, let's let's not get into that yeah <laughs> hopefully it's just temporary period <laughs> Okay so moving on uh today we actually have a change it's not a moral dilemma it's an ethical dilemma 
ஆஸ்க்ரீட் <laughs> <laughs> So the thing here is is it required that is what i want to ask and also before you start answering i'll actually establish a few statistics which which would help you probably decide so one thing is uh, the first week of march as soon as the work from home and the unofficial lockdown and self quarantining started it spiked um so also just putting it out that none of these are official comments by any of the companies they are just um, figures which have been roughly calculated so there was right. a spike right. um in the sales and then the second and third week there was around 10 to 20% drop this happened in march uh so this was gradual decrease at this point it's expected to be somewhere around 40 to 50 around 35 to 40% um less than usual so in your opinion is it right to order at this point in time um see this this question should i don't know this okay the question i don't think what you're asking is correct now this question applies differently for different people for example so the, the three of us we are living at home with our parents and um we have the means of making food at home so for us i would think it's not a good idea to order but then there are people who are living in pgs they're living in hostels they're living in rooms where they do not have the means to you know cook food or they don't know how to cook food or something you know for them ordering food would help a lot what i would say is you know um in in the looking at the aspect rajat said yeah it is a good thing but then um my question is even though they say it's you know contact free food and i think that's what everyone's putting it up um, you know every company that is delivering right now says they have contact free food I'm not you know pinpointing any company but all the companies say so but then uh, especially when we are so busy checking out for quarantine and you know checking out for people who are infected who's actually checking the hygiene of the places that they are actually making the food i'm not saying that you know they don't have hygiene they're not going to they're obviously obviously hygienic um but then you it's a virus that is you know can be per, per present airborne and can move through uh, you know objects solid objects and can be uh, you know it it can be found in you know objects for quite some quite a few hours so i mean do we have to take that risk is what i'm trying to See, say is what i'm trying to say yeah. see i'm not i'm not asking us to take a risk see this is what exactly i mean this is what i exactly meant see the, the three of us and people like us who are living at home and who have uh, means of making food we need not take that risk but then there are people who have you know no other means to uh, do it no other means to cook so they have to rely on you know these food uh-huh. tech companies to deliver food and they don't have an option but to take that risk it's not because they want to take a risk you know it's it's because they have no other option and uh-huh. um there are some places where you know people are uh, handing out food packets and uh, other food uh, cartons and all that and and that, that's fine that's a good thing and and see what i can say is these food tech companies should 
take even more extensive care and precaution like you know for example in a in a delivery guy's bike you keep sanitizer and give him enough sanitizer so he uses it whenever required and so yeah, if anything the people who are on the street who are actually delivering are at very high risk compared to somebody but, who's ordering the food but can you blame them i mean it's their livelihood right they're living paycheck to paycheck um can i bring in a point which might be kind of out of topic not out of topic related to this um yeah sure you know cuz of cuz of this curfew a lot of restaurants have shut down right mm-hmm. so and a lot of these restaurants that are still running are in the fast food chain and a lot of other fast food chains have been shut and do you think this is a this can be seen as unfair competition ooh <laughs> i mean that's mm-hmm. uh, so cuz i mean i feel like you know See yeah actually I I like your question see the thing is all these fast food companies are owned by big mnc's and i think they have enough money to sustain themselves without getting any business for a few months versus exactly. the standalone restaurants i do not yeah yeah what you said makes a lot of sense and i, I just think it's, it's quite a, an extremely bad thing that the um standalone restaurant or something like that is hit the most um mainly because a lot of them do not have too many funds to come back maybe take the hit and sustain which becomes very questionable for a lot of people's livelihoods um i think the ones that should be operating are the ones which would not be able to survive if they shut down for that long and something like a mnc company should probably be the first one to shut no but if you notice the ones which are uh, at least the vast majority of the food outlets that are still uh, you know delivering food hmm. they are all mnc's i mean most of them are mnc's yeah that is what i was telling i said i'm what i'm trying to tell is it would have been better if it was the other way around yeah but see there is another uh, flip side to this like you said fast food easier to prepare faster to prepare and faster deliveries unless yeah, the standalone it. restaurant restaurants you know they change their entire menu and all that and we know how troublesome that is you know revamping your entire menu and cooking something exactly. you're not used to so what see i i think we can find a middle ground where these standalone restaurants can uh, you know prepare something like something you can do in bulk like you know biryani and all those rice stuff and you know maybe give it to um, see I, i'm not saying give it as charity because i'm not sure how long they will be they'll afford they can afford to do it so maybe have a contract with the mnc's and you know join hands now is the time you make such you know those connections yeah. that um actually reminds me to get back to something <laughs> because um remember i gave you the stats mhm so considering it's almost 40% or something um i think which we've already addressed is something which i had about how will the com- uh, food tech companies and the tied up restaurants and all of them survive so since you've already addressed it i'll be moving on um how do you think they'll come back after the pandemic what would be the, the standalones yeah the standalones mm, i think their biggest uh, challenge is the whole revenue model the revenue system uh-huh. i think that's their biggest challenge and uh, and see I'll, i'll tell you one more thing from the consumer's point of view how fast will you start trusting these food outlets and how fast will you go out and start eat go out and start eating because trust me uh-huh. even after say say the lockdown ends uh, by may end or june ends i i don't think i would go out and eat at least till december because you know i'm shit scared 
because i'm not i'm not going to take that chance you know there was this exactly. meme which i saw on instagram which said uh, after the the whole pandemic is supposedly ended i'm going to wait for some people to go out and eat and based on what happens to them then i'll go that's something which i would do <laughs> uh huh so i think that is their biggest challenge you know getting people to trust them again and mind you the the restaurants which were which people would go to knowing that their hygiene standards are not so high but would just go for the taste i think it's game over for them because right now people uh. don't give a shit about the taste <laughs> they want hygiene they want safety so that's what i have to say so what you're telling is even after the pandemic um the hygiene standards is something which people would start caring more about in the coming oh yeah days. totally totally and i, I, feel, I feel that's like indirectly people... not directly directly good for the industry because people will start maintaining hygiene standards um more aggressively Higher than before. standards yeah exactly uh, yeah more aggressively than before um and this is something which would benefit the customer also at the end of the day i yeah, would exactly. say it has its pros and cons to it to be honest um you know according to the association of uh, restaurant national restaurants association of india they're looking at losses to up to 70 to 80000 crores in 2020 all right and that is a lot especially considering food and services is one of the most vast industries in our country and just because of this virus they've already sacked 1.5 million people from their jobs from restaurants because of all the shutdown work i mean but you getting know, back the, yeah getting back from that un- unemployment rate would be a big thing because the number of rest i mean think about okay maybe all these upscale restaurants who can actually survive the hit may be surviving but then what about these small scale restaurants who can't survive the you know downfall in business all the people who are working there won't be able to get jobs ever again i mean not ever again for a long period of time so getting back from that unemployment looking at it at a big, bigger scale getting back from that unemployment rate is a really big thing um see i i i will have to slightly disagree uh, with that unemployment thing because what i feel is um you know the hotel industry the food industry i think it's that one industry which cannot be hit with recession because people don't stop eating and if people don't mm. stop eating there'll be people will need i mean there will be a need of people who need to make food for the people who don't stop eating so which means there might be a very very temporary period like maybe say a month or two where the the employment rates go down but then i'm i'm very sure that that won't sustain for a long time uh-huh because the demand is always going to be there yeah because regardless of uh the economic conditions say it's flourishing or it's horrible you will have to eat to survive maybe what you eat like changes but the food industry as such will survive through anything as long as humans exist mm-hmm. so um do you think um, you know all these what i mean it's just a thought all right um few of these restaurants could have actually collabed with a few food tech companies to actually make their losses reduce that actually reminds me of something um 
there are multiple companies which um, have collabed with the food tech companies which send ingredients home at this point as in you can order ingredients um, uh-huh. so these essential products um, there is Amul which is joined hands with multiple food tech companies which is delivering it which is using these food tech companies and their chains and their employees as distributors I mean yeah I mean uh, there because I mean especially I think in the starting of the quarantine especially when you know people started boarding the place and they started increasing the quarantine rules and people started actually you know barring people from getting out I think that's when these guys started collabing and actually helped a lot I mean a lot of people were able to get stuff um cuz some places I mean especially in my area they ask you for a pass that is given out by the Bangalore city police to actually go to places so it is one actually a good thing that they started up that could help a lot of people yeah and i think the police are doing an amazing job and you know kudos to them and all that and yeah guys it was uh, quite an episode today and uh, thank you all for your inputs <laughs> and um, yeah as well can i put a drum roll again yeah yeah go for it please can i interrupt you again oh yes. you're trying to be funny again so that's his quarantine thing he's trying to learn how to be funny <laughs> all right guys um like share follow you can't really subscribe on spotify but yeah follow and subscribe yeah, thank you so much guys subscribe on youtube yeah thank you guys so much like up, up sketches